0: Live from the backstretch at historic Saratoga Course. this is Racing Across America with Seth Merrow. Racing Across America is brought to you by Pinnell's Restaurant, a Saratoga tradition since 1922. 284 Jefferson Street, Saratoga, just minutes from the track. And the Clubhouse Racebook, 711 Central Avenue, Albany. When you can't make it to the track, make it to the Clubhouse Racebook.
1: Good morning and welcome to Racing Across America on this Wednesday morning as we kick off another week, Travers Week. We are live from Saratoga on really a gorgeous morning up here. If you're headed to the track, it's going to be a great day. So by all means, uh, keep that in mind. Otherwise, uh, didn't hit the promos on uh, the first show, so I I will just remind you that uh, coming up today, Clubhouse Racebook, there's a Players Bankroll. You go out. Uh, The bankroll team gets selected, and then you make the uh, plays for the afternoon. So keep that in mind. Players bankroll this afternoon, Clubhouse Racebook. Tomorrow it's the prize wheel day uh, down there. Uh, Friday, $100 trifecta challenge. The bounty bet on Friday, that reset. Somebody picked up the bounty last week. Congratulations to that player. Don't forget, Friday's also barbecue afternoon down at the Clubhouse Racebook. That's become popular. So all coming up the next few days down at the Clubhouse Racebook, if you elect to go there for your uh, racing enjoyment, but again, great afternoon up here if you want to come to the track. Coming up a little bit later on, I see him. Tim Wilkin will join us along with Dale Romans. They uh, are now doing a weekend podcast or radio cast that you can pick up later on as well with our friend Mike Penn on the Horse Racing Radio Network. They've been doing the, the I Ask, They Answer segment for a while, so we'll bring those two on, talk a little bit about that and more coming up later on in the show. Also last night, I was at the TRF uh, fundraiser, the barbecue at the Saratoga Winery, shot some video up there. So we'll show that a little bit later on as well, because it was a a fabulous night out there. Gorgeous, weather-wise, 500 people showed up uh, to benefit the Thoroughbred Retirement Foundation. But, as always on Wednesday, happy to be joined by someone in the rotation from uh, the Saratoga Special. But we move on to the next generation. We've been sent Nolan Clancy uh, from the Saratoga Special. Nolan, welcome. Thanks for having me.
2: Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a new member of the rotation, but uh, but yeah, happy to be here.
1: Uh, and I, I told your father, I, I said to, to Joe, uh, I was sitting up in the press box, I'm up in that second row. Uh, you had walked in one day and you went to the, the area of, you know, the Saratoga special people. I said, yeah, somebody walked in and I said, it's like a young Joe Clancy. Uh, you, you have to hear that all the time.
2: Uh, a little bit, yeah. I think I mean we might be the the talkative people in the press box, so I apologize. It feels like nah, there's four or five of us up there, <laughs> up there uh, talking every day. But um, yeah, no, I, I've been getting it a lot. But I think we're finally through the the interview stage where every trainer has to say you were this tall last time, and it's it's like okay, everybody was. I don't. Do we need to do that every time? But I think we're through it now.
1: Uh, talk about that it, because um, you know I. At the beginning of every season, I remind people about the Saratoga Special, how much, how special it really is to Saratoga, a, a racing-focused newspaper. And, again, you can pick it up on track around town or go to the This Is Horse Racing uh, website to, to get the uh, issues online as well. But I'm guessing, you know, with your dad, Joe Clancy, brother Sean, your uncle Sean, and Tom Law, uh, but I'm guessing you, you know, they've been up here all these summers putting the paper together so I'm guessing you've spent a lot of time up in Saratoga as well.
2: Yeah it's it's weird so my both of my older brothers were actually more involved in the distribution from a young age and stuff and I was I always had lifeguarding at home or other things things at home and I was I was there keeping my mom company and everything and I I think it made this more special that I could be here for the whole meet um and it's it's been really fun um it's 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 cool to finally cover the races and feel like I'm prepared enough to do that and it was it was something that sort of you know it's daunting it's daunting going in but it's it's it definitely feels more comfortable now. you were a lifeguard i was a lifeguard oh, yeah. too nice yeah you know, best summer job in the world uh, that's what
1: people say though but you're sitting on the sun all day long yeah so but it, there's like free food and uh, a lot of <laughs> i don't know food. but well we had a snack bar i wasn't really I, i'm not i'm not going to the free food as a as a benefit for me but it, 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 it had its benefits mm-hmm. there's no mm-hmm. question about that um Talk a little bit about what your summer's been like so far, and, and you're putting out some copy in every issue, I'm assuming.
2: Yeah, so I, generally it's been sort of, we have a team of the young people doing the, uh, the young people, and Terry Hill, who is our old, oldest intern, <laughs> he, calls him the oldest, he calls himself the oldest intern in the world. <laughs> um, but he, uh, so, so we put out kind of the recap copy, um, I'm there, I don't know, I'd, I'll stay there, the only intern that's there uh, through the deadline, we were like, I don't know, 1 o'clock last night. Um, so it's it yeah it's it's been cool. I mean I'll 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 still do stuff around the barns and preview some stuff too, um, but yeah, kind of getting a little bit of everything in terms of the publishing process. Oh, what's what's the, what's the life game plan? So the life game plan is I just graduated, uh, waiting to hear back from some job prospects to go back to. But this was kind of just a fun summer thing I knew I could do and and, and kind of have fun doing. It. And it's something I've always wanted to do. So yeah. it, it made a lot of sense for me.
1: Very good. Yeah, it, it, a college break, mm-hmm. uh, it does seem like a good cake. Come up to Saratoga, do a yeah. little writing for the special one. And I think,
2: I think, like, I don't know, I've, I've told a couple people this about, uh, so I, I was a journalism major at school. It's not, I, I don't know if I'm going to stick in this kind of journalism or anything like that, but covering racing is, it should be a class in, <laughs> in journalism college. Like, you should, the class should go to the races because something happens every time. And there's usually more than one story to tell in every single race. Um, a lot of times throughout school, you feel like you're kind of trying to invent the story. Like yeah. Here, every, something happens every single day, and there's cool stories, there's cool people to talk about. So, yeah,
1: it's definitely- Well, I say that all the time. I, have, You know, what I love about the races is the handicapping and betting and making some money. But the stories are great. The human stories, the equine stories, and you guys in the newspaper do a great job at, at that as well because you, you, you'll kind of pull out uh that the, the kind of the underneath story a lot of times and that makes it a lot of fun and again people can can follow all that action special pick up the live copy or uh, get it online um we were talking when you sat down uh got a replay here of the stretch run of the Alabama you said you are on the back stretch watching uh which is a great location uh down about the the you know mid track uh, there are a lot of people that hang out there and watch the races and fun uh angle to, to watch, but give me some of your thoughts. Uh, Randomized stepped up uh, and Wet wet Paint runs okay to get second, never threatens for the win, but Randomized gets it done for a Chad Klarovich uh, in the, the Alabama and kind of inserts herself into the three-year-old Philly picture.
2: Yeah, I definitely liked Wet Paint going into the race, and but but that was the perfect strategy to take her down. Yeah. I mean, you, you go to the lead, you're going to be able to lope along. It, it, Joel settled it down really nice. Um, and yeah, it feels like it feels like it kind of a no brainer that, that that would happen. Somebody uh, to be assertive on the lead was going to kind of get that done. So
1: and uh, Jen Klarovich, and I get, it sounded like Seth Klarovich kind of talked you Brown into <laughs> yeah, going. So nice move on the owner side of things there. Um, but that was certainly a, a nice highlight to the meet. Uh, the Alabama always is. We have the the uh, Travers coming up this weekend. They had the draw last night. Um, the installed as the morning line favorite uh, is Forte at seven to five. Archangelo is five to two. Mage uh, four to one. Um, a field of seven. Archangelo is feeling good and working. The reports are very good and whatnot. That layoff concerns me a little bit, but Forte, you know, that close-up win in the Jim uh, Dan. I, I'm. I haven't settled anywhere yet, but you have any thoughts on the tra- early thoughts on the Travers?
2: Yeah, I definitely haven't settled anywhere either. I mean, it's it it's really shaping up to be a cool race, even though I mean the field kind of has shrunk down from what we kind of had hoped or thought it might be. But seven, it, it's still got every big name yeah, you, it's want. It's got you want. Yeah, the Everybody you want. Yeah, yeah, really not missing anybody. Um, I I don't know if anybody's talking about Forte getting drawing the one, right? But that's I don't. It's a seven horse field. I think he gets yeah. out fine, and I don't, think, I don't think that's an issue at all. Um, yeah, it's going to be a super compelling race and a super compelling day.
1: Three, uh, the three Triple Crown race winners plus Forte, last year's two year old champion. Uh, you know, it's everything you could ask for in there. And, and hopefully, the end of the race is everything we can ask for, too, and maybe puts a little definition on the three year old crop, which so far this year is just, you know, throw it dark. Uh, and it, it seems like each big race that comes up, somebody else gets it done so we'll, we'll see if that happens again saturday as i say hopefully we get a little bit of definition i uh, wanted to talk to you about one of the stories you wrote you wrote in preview but when you sat down i asked if you went and followed up and you wrote the preview on the uh, flavian pratt harness race uh, right across the street last weekend uh, and when you sat down i said you go over and you said yes give us a little recap of the action because i talked to some people i guess it was jam-packed over there on saturday night for the match race yeah, it was definitely jam packed. Um, it was
2: a lot of people that you could tell were kind of getting into this for the first time, which is I think exactly the goal of it. in, in addition yeah. to raising money for two great charities, um, but yeah, it was it felt like mostly thoroughbred people there, kind of just taking in the taking in the scenes. It's it's cool. They run every ten minutes. It's like it's it's a little bit of a different vibe, um, but it was really cool. I had a lot of fun reporting that story. I got to go over. And get behind, uh, get in the jog cart. Oh, did you really? Yeah, with uh, with the trainer Mickey McGivern over there. He uh, was really nice and let my dad and I both uh, hop in. It was a two seater jog cart, but I got to steer for a little bit, um, and it, it was it was cool. So I interviewed Flavie in the day before that and asked him like, what do I need to know, or anything? And he he talked about how different it is to see how their hind end is working. And he's like, you don't feel the same connection that you do on their back, but. It's more a connection than you would think like you really do feel every acceleration and every movement you get to see how they're They're working a little bit Um, And and I thought that part was really cool. I mean, I was on like a jog track that was I I don't know a half-mile circuit. That's not even really an oval. He's not going very fast But it feels pretty fast uh, that you definitely feel all the power because all the horses in front of you kind of So that was really cool. Um, The most interesting thing I learned about harness about standard reds uh, pretty much universally across the breed turning right they're they're fine to jog. They're never they're, they're turning right out of the barn and going right around a jog track or right around uh, the racetrack. They know that's kind of training. They know that's chill. They're not gonna uh, they're, they're not gonna get overly worked up. But the moment you turn them left, they know it's go time. They know it's time to race. Time to train hard. Um, and and you could kind of see that with all of them around the stable area over there. So that was that was sort of my most interesting tidbit. Uh, but yeah, the the race was really fun. Um, it was it was cool. You could tell there was a lot of like. I don't know. I mean, they said they were both there to win. Nobody was nobody was letting anybody win. I mean, uh, Brett Beckwith ended up taking it, uh, but it was it was a cool match race where they, they did switch positions a couple times. And uh, but it was it was really all in good spirits. It was it like. was
1: it a whole mile? Uh, yeah, full uh, mile. Uh, uh, was, yeah, uh, Very good. And, and when you rode. Uh, were you were you making the right turn or left turn? The right turn, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> well, fortunately for
2: me that day. <laughs> but I think I don't know. I think I think I could go back to it. So the first thing I asked uh, Flavian was, Am I too tall to do it? And he goes, Oh, absolutely not. Like there's plenty of people. Yeah, oh, plenty. Yeah, yeah, you can do it. At, anybody can do it. because um, they say the weight doesn't really matter yeah. as much. Because uh, I guess the weight's behind the horse. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was really cool. I would, I would definitely – it's something I'd, I'd, I'd explore more and maybe try to do again.
1: Yeah, they uh, – I, I kind of started, became interested in horse racing across the street, going over there in the summers as a kid. And, yeah, there are uh, normal I, – I may be out of the uh, – but there are normal-sized uh, <laughs> folks there. Um, did you keep the horse flat? I, there was a match race a couple of years ago. Gabe Pruitt and Pete Aiello um, down in Florida had a match race. And, of course, Gabe Pruitt's on the harness side, and I think he'd driven him before. Uh, Pete Aiello, uh, it was his first time, I believe, and they gave him, they were saying this one's bulletproof, it's not going to break stride. Uh, did yours break stride at all or when no, you were driving?
2: No, so the uh, the only interesting thing that happens is he was super competitive with anybody that would come up his okay. inside. So this was while my dad was actually on the jog cart. I kind of watched it happen around the turn. Somebody, uh, yeah, a horse passed him toward, a, toward the inside of the jog track, and he starts really pulling. Like, he doesn't – he they, they know they don't want to get past yeah, yeah. Um So that that was kind of interesting, and, and our trainer, Mickey, was like, here, I'll take the – levy <laughs> like bring him back a little bit. Uh, but, yeah, it was
1: it was a really cool experience. Yeah, nice. Uh, before we let you go, I uh, want to get some thoughts, because we always do with uh, Saratoga Special, guys. Uh, we'll get some thoughts on today's jump race, the highlight of the meet on the jump side of things and again uh, you, your dad your uncle, your uncle obviously Sean a former jockey, uh, your dad and Sean uh, writing about steeplechase for many years now and so I always like to get some opinions and I guess the bloodlines maybe uh, carry through and I'm wondering if they carry through on the pick because I went with the uncle's horse here um, and we're going to pull up a little replay, we're going to look um, at the, uh, the Kaiser and see uh, McTeague get it done Awakened is going to run second in here. I went with a Ara- rake. Awakened uh, again, owned by Riverd and Sean Clancy, along with Marshall Graham. I think the extra uh, distance may be beneficial. McTeague in the second spot for me. Theocrat, uh, I thought Limperator. Uh, a is actually in the second spot for me. Um, and I put uh, I put uh, McTeague down in the fourth spot actually. So I'm uh, three, one, four, and nine. How did you see it this afternoon?
2: So I've got nine three one two. Um, I went with McTeague just I, I I really liked I liked that last effort um, in the Kaiser. I think I think I don't know he can build upon that with a little bit more distance. But it is it's a really cool wide open edition of this Jonathan Shepard. I mean it's it's not like we have an overwhelming favorite in any direction. I mean I could see it going a lot of different ways, um, which is kind of what makes it cool. I mean it's, yeah. it is it is some of the the bigger names in Chasing have kind of have kind of sat it out, but it's. It'll be cool to see uh, if, if that kind of form returns from the last race. I think, yeah, I did. So I picked awake in second. I could definitely see him improving on it. Uh, maybe I don't want to jinx Sean's horse, so maybe that's why <laughs> I don't want to pick him. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I think it'll be a, a super compelling race and uh, very excited about it. So 10 horses, this was one I got. Uh, I, my dad fed me this, actually. But the 10 horse field in a Saratoga jump race will be the biggest uh, since 2019, Oh, super
1: cool. Nice, so, yeah, absolutely. Be, um, and, again, Limperator coming off the big win, I think, will attract some attention. I think McTeague is going to uh, attract the most attention off that win last time in the, the Kaiser. So I may regret putting that one down as far as I did. But I thought Theocrat for Kerry uh who was a former assistant for Jonathan Shepard, so maybe there's some synergy there with uh, you know uh, heading into the grade one Jonathan Shepard. But it's good to see the jumpers back after uh, having taken the break uh, last week, so looking forward to that one this afternoon. Uh, Nolan, appreciate uh, the visit. Uh, The kickoff is, you know, maybe we'll get you in. We'll see how things work in the future, but we certainly appreciated the visit uh, this morning, and good luck going forward on whatever the endeavors, uh, wherever life takes you.
2: Thank you so much for having me. It's been fun.
1: Appreciate it. Nolan Clancy, uh, we'll take a break. When we come back, Tim Wilkin and Dale Romans will join us. We'll talk a little bit about their uh, radio weekly radio appearances and more. Stay tuned.
0: Turn your love of racing into savings with Equine Discounts through the NTRA. Purchase through Equine Discounts and receive great savings on well-known brands like John Deere, Sherwin-Williams, Big Ass Fans, Farmers Insurance, and Office Depot. Join thousands of other equine members and support companies that give back to the sport we all love. Call 866-678-4289 or visit equinediscounts.com to start saving today.
3: Sometimes it pays to go with the flow, to check your worries at the door, to reconnect with your crew, to follow the thrills and the flavor, to roll with it and see where it takes you, to enjoy every minute to its fullest, and to dance like there's no tomorrow. You can do that here at Rivers Casino and Resorts Schenectady, where the good times flow.
0: No matter where in the world you are, the excitement of wagering on horse racing is just a click away. You'll get live streaming, past performances, race replays, our virtual tote board, analysis and selections from professional handicappers, a simple, safe and secure wagering platform, and best of all, you get track prices. CapitalOTBBet.com. Bet any place, any time at CapitalOTBBet.com. And be sure to download our new mobile app from the iTunes Store or Google Play.
1: Welcome back to Racing Across America. As promised before the break, uh, you can catch him on the Horse Racing Radio Network every weekend with the I Ask, They Answer segment with Mike Pena. And I thought we'd invite him on to talk a little bit about that and more. Our friend Tim Wilkin, Dale Romans, good morning.
4: Good morning. Seth, how are you?
1: Very good. And let's kick it right off. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about this segment. Uh, Dale, I'll start with you. Um, how long you been doing it? What's the What's the premise?
4: We've started was a year and a half now. I think we two years in September. Um, two years in September. And uh, Mike just called one day and asked if we wanted to do a little segment on the show. And I don't think either one of us thought it was going to last very long. And <laughs> but it's uh, become very popular, I believe. And it's been a, it's been a lot of fun. You know, I've always wanted to be in media anyway. I want your job one of these days. <laughs>
1: uh, Tim, w- when can people find it?
5: You can find it on Sirius Radio on Saturdays at ten thirty. That's when our segment goes, and um,
4: I think it's Series two hundred three, right? Something like that. Yeah, um,
5: I, I'm not uh, sophisticated or enough to know anything about Series Radio because I don't get it.
4: Well if I, you go on the website for HHRN, that's what I was going to say. There
1: there's the the, the I cl- picked that up from the web page. So if you type in Horse Racing Radio Network or HRRN, the website uh, has the, the schedule and you can pull up archive things and whatnot. So what what happens? Uh, it, I ask the answer. What, what is he asking you guys?
4: He asks us a lot of softball questions. But every once in a while, there will be a hardball in there. But Tim and I work off one another pretty well, I think. And, uh, you know, we think we deserve a spinoff. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so did Barney Rubble. And uh, But it, it's just a fun show. It's fun. We, we go at each other back and forth. And we got a contest running now where we, we pick – Six horses, and we, we follow them through the Breeders' Cup, and who can win the most races? We had a listener join us, and he's actually kicking our butts right now. I was going to say, I saw the scorecard. Didn't yeah. look good for you guys.
5: No. It's a long ways to go, though. Good for the guy that's that's doing well. Yeah. I mean, it's um,
4: he knows his stuff. I'll he give does.
5: That. I mean, I was, and he picked White a Mario. I was like, you got to be kidding me! And then all exactly. of a sudden, he jumps up and wins the Whitney. <laughs> yeah. so maybe maybe he's got a pipeline to Dutra. I'm not sure. That could be true, but. <laughs> The thing, too, about this thing, Seth, is that the, the, we, we talk about just about anything, and you know, like, again, a lot of them are softball questions, but, you know, we'll talk about things that are happening in the sport and within the industry, and, you know, some of it is uh, pro, pro, prevalent, 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 is that the word I'm Relevant. Using? Relevant? Right. Hey, thank you very much. My English teacher here. Right. But uh, that's why they pay him the big bucks for it. I get the, I get the, the media stipend. But no, it's uh, it, it, it's gone really well, and like Dale said, i I thought it was gonna I thought we'd be done by last Christmas, but it's yeah, it's to.
4: not a lot of handicapping. We'll talk about a big race coming up on that weekend and stuff, but more about the inside of what's going on in the game, who's doing what, uh, who made good decisions and bad decisions, and it, it's just a, a fun segment. And uh, we don't try not to get too political and uh, too deep on anything. We don't criticize anybody. It's a, it's an upbeat show. For the true horse fan, you almost have to know some of the players or get to know them as you listen to our show.
1: Um, and, and are there uh, non-horse racing questions? Might be the wrong, but but does he ask things like, "What's your favorite movie?" That type of thing.
4: Yeah. Uh, anything. Anything can be asked. You know, most of them are racehorse topics, of course, but uh, some off-the-wall racehorse topics. Uh, we you talked
5: know. about the Super Bowl. We talked about uh, who would play us in a movie. Right. That kind oh. of stuff. And, uh, well, let,
1: let, let,
4: let's go there. Well, I think it should be Brad Pitt. but <laughs> Or George Clooney, you know, one of those guys. Well, I but, said
5: Tom Hanks. And then, for myself, but then he wanted us to pick who we think should play the other. Oh. Well, he, and I said, for Dale, Paul Sorvino.
4: The actor. Uh, okay. and then he
5: comes back with me and said I'm Ned
4: over. Beatty I mean, Ned Beatty I mean he could we could pick dead or alive. so I picked Ned Beatty he's <laughs> no, from Louisville too so Ned Beatty yeah. I love Ned Beatty
1: he's a, he's a, I didn't know he's a Louisville guy yeah he's born and raised
4: in Louisville Kentucky
1: uh, very good you know everybody well, in Louisville yeah then I'm going to ask you a, a related question uh each of you can tell me what's your favorite horse racing movie. I'm always, I, I was a film school graduate, so I love movie talk. My favorite horse racing movie, I think, is kind of outdated. People can still find it on YouTube. Boots Malone with William Holden. Um, yeah, you're going way I, you, back. You get to the nitty gritty, but it is it, it, it's definitely a little outdated these days. But
4: the, the best behind the scenes movie of all is Let It Ride you got to yeah. Let It Ride's a great movie. And, you, and anybody who's spent much time on a racetrack can go through and see each character and name one of their friends <laughs> that acts just That's like right. that character that, that show does.
5: That is true. I would pick, this is going to be, some people may not think it's a horse racing movie, but horse racing is a big part of it. It's the sting. With Paul oh, Newman okay. and Robert yeah, Redford, yeah. They, they put the sting on this guy, and the horse racing was the yeah, yeah, the yeah. backdrop yeah. for it. It was awesome movie. You know, people are going to say Secretariat. They're going to say Sea uh, Biscuit, uh, but
1: Let It Ride was a great yeah. movie, and I love this thing. Seabiscuit uh, certainly is the luscious. I mean, uh, the most production. That, that's value. the most
4: historic and the most, I think, realistic of all the horses. of racehorse movies about a specific horse. Whether and, and it be Secretariat or Ruffian, I thought that Sea uh, Biscuit yeah, was, it looked was great. Very well they done.
1: As compared to the Ser- Secretariat movie, which it, Clearly was kind of done you know, on the cheap. You know, right. the thing is, people
5: that don't know horse racing probably loved it. Yeah. People yeah. that follow horse racing and say, "Man, there's a lot of mistakes in this
4: movie." Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. people who love horse racing, I think, love Sea Biscuit. Yeah. yeah. And it yeah. told yeah. a lot of history. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I grew up with, uh, when I was young, with a lot of guys that were from that era or, or, or one of generation removed, and I'd heard all those stories. But to see it on film was was really good and the book is by far the best yeah. book about horse racing it's and, even better than the movie
1: uh, as we're talking movies
4: for our the party audience was
1: filmed right up here yeah um, uh, for our audience we should mention that the Hennigan brothers and the, the First Saturday May
4: is probably yeah. as good a documentary as you ever yeah. want to see I mean it might be a little dated now too but anybody who hasn't seen it should go back and watch that and it really does show you how the road to the derby comes together and boy they got lucky you could not do that again yeah, they picked like 10 two year olds to start with and I think they end up with four of them yeah. in the in the derby, including the winter, and uh, it, it turned out really well. Yeah. Weren't you in that? I had a little role in yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. well, come on. More, you got to beat yourself up a little exactly, bit. Sir. You
1: the family and whatnot. Uh, help the family a little bit because people have seen your kids around the track.
4: Yeah, both of them. They're doing well. My daughter's working in D.C. She's politically oriented and working on it. She has a, a Zoom yoga class that oh, she wow. does. So anybody wants to do yoga, get on there and uh, look her up. Google Bailey Romans, it's a, it's it's good. And then Jake works with me a lot. He's a jockey's agent. He's got two jocks back home, Martin Garcia and Martin Schwann, two very capable riders, and it's fun. We work together. He's taking a lot off my plate doing all the paperwork and ah, stuff. He was
1: prominent in First He was Saturday, prominent in First
4: I mean. He was just a little kid back then, and <laughs> we, go, we go watch him now. It's amazing how yeah. things change. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy.
1: Um, let's talk a little bit um, coming up on the Weekend is the Travers. I'll get some of your thoughts. And Tim, I'll start with you because I pulled up in the guys can Show and I pulled up from your Twitter feed uh, the other day. You were out in the backstretch and Archangelo reported to be working well, but you had him in the round pen. Man, he's feeling good, clearly. Uh, yeah, talk a little uh, bit about Archangelo and what you've seen on the backstretch. You know, the uh, thing
5: with him, he's bucking and kicking and screaming here, but the thing he also does, he rolls every day, which horses love to do. I mean, he goes in there right after his. Uh, after he gets off the track, goes in there, rolls around, and just has a heck of a time. But, you know, he has grown up, matured. Ma- he's matured a lot since the Belmont. And I expect him to run a really big race. I mean, he hasn't run since the Belmont. Yeah. And Jenna Antonucci trains him differently. She, you know, a lot of people train their horses, work them every seven days. She'll go 10, sometimes 12, 11, 12. But she's got the horse right where she thinks he needs to be right now. and I think he's going to run big. I don't know if I'm going to pick him, but uh, I think he's going to run a real big race. And you know, this is the first time since 17 we've had uh, the three winners of the Triple Crown races in here. And the last time in t- 2017, none of them won. Yeah. They're, the-
4: they're not the favorite to, to, no. for, for Saturday, which is, which is interesting. Yeah, it's, it. a, it's a good race. I mean, Javier Castellano was in a tough spot. You yeah, had it, a pick yeah. between the Belmont Renner and Derby winner. And, and uh, hopefully make the right choice, but if he didn't, he still had six tra- Travis trophies on his <laughs> shelf, so we're not going to feel sorry for him if he picked the wrong one. Hey, he had one of them
5: for you, didn't he?
4: He did. He did. That's a good story, too. We were all at dinner one night. They they got The jocks got stuck in Louisville. They flew in for a race and couldn't leave the next morning, so Johnny and Junior and, and uh, Javier and myself all went to Jeff Ruby's for dinner and said, he said list off your five Travers winners. He got to first four and couldn't remember Keen Ice. (laughs) And Johnny kept pointing at me and pointing at me and said, who is the fifth? Who is the Uh, fifth? So we still have fun about that.
1: uh, And I I was going to add that to the mix. We couldn't talk Travers and not toss in Keen Ice, so I pulled up the stretch run. It's the uh, 2015 Travers. Keen Ice is going to be the number seven horse, but notable running second at uh, 35 cents to the dollar. Number two is going to be American Pharoah just just reflect
4: back on i mean i can
1: remember i was standing on the roof and saw you you know out walking on the right. track after is the race This was a great and, moment right here uh, when
4: it looks like he could get there and uh, i mean we were all cheering and the kids were with me i was supposed to be myself and then everybody showed up in different different ways and we were all together and you know this i've won a lot of nice races but this is by far the most historic and uh, a great day and Whoever, whatever trainer wins it this year, I want to give you a little advice. Don't put the blanket over your shoulders and walk down Union Avenue. <laughs> you won't get very far. That—that
1: <laughs> uh, that ha- I mean, it, it, winning at Saratoga, winning the Travers, the the but beating the Triple Crown winner, beating Triple Crown
4: oh. winner. You know, one of my mentors and best friends in life was Alan Jerkins, and he did it with uh, beating Secretariat and, and uh, up here, and it was just a special day. And it was, I mean, one of the greatest things was I walked back with the horse and I got to the end of my barn and one of my childhood heroes, Leroy Jolly, standing there to give me a hug and said, <laughs> oh, welcome nice. into the Travers Club. Yeah, nice. And that's a moment I'll never forget. Yeah, yeah, very good. Um,
1: thoughts on this year's, I mean, you know, we, we, we touched on it. I mean, I, I've been saying right along, we got the three triple crown. I will say one of my favorite memories of Saratoga when I was a kid and just kind of getting into the game. Three Triple Crown winners, but I had the ticket on Runaway Groom mm-hmm. uh, to upset the three Triple Crown winners. So we'll see what they can do. Forte in in here. But I'm hoping the three-year-old picture can kind of get a little clearer. We'll see if that happens on Saturday. Well, I will be
4: said today or Saturday yeah. when it comes around. and You know, I, I, I would like to ask Rapoli if this would be more important to him than winning the Derby. Yeah, I think you know, being a New York guy and coming to Saratoga all his life, so it'd be great to see him win too. Yeah, no question about it.
1: He could have quite the double
5: going. I mean, if he has Nestor running the person ensign on Friday, and then come back with uh, Forte. Uh, I'm sure he's feeling a little bit of
4: pressure right now. Yeah, I think Todd is. <laughs> it, it it it's not easy being Todd. I can tell you. I know. I he's got. You know, you got two good horses. When you get to the point where you're supposed to win, this is a tough gig. Yeah. It,
1: it, the pressure goes on, but but uh, that's the kind of pressure you want. You want it, yeah.
4: right? You, we end up yeah. driving off of it. Yeah.
1: Um, Dale, let's talk a little bit about uh, coming up today. You have Coppola in the third race. I think that third race is kind of a salty little event. What are you expecting from Coppola this afternoon? Well, you afternoon? get up
4: to those these this condition allowance races. They're all salty up here. Yeah. I mean, it might as well be a, it's a Grade Three allowance race. So. He's doing well. He ran big for us at Churchill. Hopefully he's back on his game. going to run big today.
1: Um, and I noticed I pulled up on Equibase, got a lot of horses running down at Ellis. So what's your split? How many horses do you have up here?
4: Really, Kentucky's so strong right now. Yeah. It's hard to justify being here, but I just love Saratoga. <laughs> so I just brought a dozen up here, and, and we turn it into a little vacation and network and do all the things you do. And I do a lot of speaking engagements at night around here, and it's uh, – I just love Saratoga. I love horse racing. If you like horse racing, this is where you have to be in the summer.
1: Yeah, no question about it. And uh, I also wanted to touch on one other because, as I say, pulled up um, your Equibase uh, entries, and and you have Giant Game for our friends at West Point. I went back and pulled up a replay of the Cornhusker. Giant Game's going to be the number one horse here. Subsequently ran up here a few weeks ago, but now you're headed down to uh, Charlestown for the Charlestown Classic. This was
4: a pretty good night. You know, uh, Dennis Albaugh is from from Des Moines, right outside Des Moines in Ankeny, and so he wanted to come up and run in the Cornhusker. They inducted him into the Hall of Fame the night before. He wins this race the next day, and in his his little car, he has in a car race, and won a big race that night, so he had a heck of a <laughs> weekend. But it's a nice little horse, and we, we were planning all, all along going to Charlestown, but then kind of the wind kind of got light, so we took a shot, yeah. and uh, he didn't run terrible, but uh, we, we were going to skip this race, but it kind of fell apart, and it looks like a field he, he's going to be tough with.
1: All right, so uh, that's Friday night down at Charlestown. Uh, Before I let you guys go, Tim, uh, give us uh, the update. Because Tim Wilkin, Saratoga, it's synonymous, the hardest working guy in the press box for years. Now you're working for the Blood Horse, was the Times Union. But you're going to miss the last week with good reason.
5: I am going to miss the last week. I'm going for the first time ever. And I was telling D. Wayne Lucas about that, and he said, big mistake, that (laughs) that that I'm missing the last week of the meet. And I said, Wayne, I'm Chase, I'm following the money. And he could understand that. Right. Because I'm going down there to work for Jenny Reese, who uh, is the publicity director at Kentucky Downs. I went down there for the second week last year. I'm going down for both weeks this year, so I'll have to miss the last week of Saratoga, which is, you know, it's bittersweet. I mean, being at Saratoga is one thing, but the, the last week is also kind of a little depressing because winter is coming. So winter is yeah, coming. I'll, I'll
4: tell you, Kentucky Downs is a great spot. If anybody had not been out there, it's worth I want to go. It's just – it's just like go you go tailgate at the races, yeah, and no. it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yes. Um,
1: Dale Romans, Tim Wilkin, again, I Ask, They Answer, Horse Racing Radio Network with Mike Penna. You can catch it. It's every Saturday morning, right? Yes. Every Saturday morning, 10.30 then,
4: to 11.
1: And then the website has them archived as yes. well, uh, so check that out. Appreciate the visit this morning, and good luck going ahead with uh, all your endeavors. Thank Thanks, Seth. All right. We'll take a break. When we come back, Racing Across America will continue. Stay tuned.
3: Just watch the races when you can be in the middle of the action. For nearly 20 years, Bonaventure Stables' share-based ownership program has made thoroughbred ownership affordable for the everyday fan. Ownerships of 5 and 10% are now available on a nice selection of horses. As a partial owner with Bonaventure Stables, you'll enjoy all the benefits afforded every owner. Visit with your horse in the private stable area. Greet the trainers and jockeys in the paddock. And when your horse wins, savor the moment in the winner's circle at Saratoga, Belmont, Aqueduct, or wherever you bring home the prize. Based in historic Saratoga Springs, Bonaventure Stables has been training winners and creating memories since 2005. Learn more, see available horses, and meet our team at bonaventurestables.com.
1: Welcome back to Racing Across America on this Wednesday morning. Wednesday after Tuesday night, and uh, the seventh week Tuesday is uh, has traditionally been the last five years. The Thoroughbred Retirement Foundation barbecue up at the Saratoga Winery. It's kind of progressively become bigger and bigger. And last night, five hundred people there. Again, I mentioned it the, the earlier show. If you have never been, mark it on your calendar for next year. It's a lot of fun. I mean, it's it's a great crowd horse racing people like-minded people you will likely see some friends of yours up there i saw plenty of friends of mine and and it's just it's a fun night Uh, good food good friends and uh, five to nine and just kind of they have a great backyard there and you'll see uh, on the video I, i pulled up it's just they have a little raffle with some great items and then they have a silent auction with some fun fun items um it's just it really is a fun night so last night i went up took my little camera and buzzed around and just got some shots of the the atmosphere and the ambiance, uh, but also did some interviews as well, just kind of talking about the good work of the Thoroughbred Retirement Foundation. So we'll we'll head to that uh, tape right now. We'll come back and do a little more news and notes before we wrap it up on this uh, Wednesday morning, Racing Across America. But up next, last night, just last night, the Thoroughbred Retirement Foundation charity event. The barbecue at the bar in the Saratoga Winery.
6: to compete on the racetrack from possible neglect, abuse, and slaughter, which is a very sobering mission. We are the last resort. We are the safety net to make sure that those that can no longer pursue an athletic career or who were never able to pursue an athletic career after their racing have a warm, safe, secure, happy, happily ever after. And that's what we do. For 425 horses across the United States, we are taking care of these horses. But we are able to do it because of an event like tonight and it is because we do not do this alone we do this through the incredible generosity of our donors of our volunteers of our sponsors of our partners and the great thing about a night like tonight is that pretty much everyone who's ever participated in helping us in some form or fashion have come here to the saratoga winery on this beautiful night Celebrate that that together at the same time that we raise money for the horses that we love
7: We have uh, we have over 500 folks attending, and it is what TRF is all about. Um, truly amazing. You can tell. If you look around. How many people? Here.
8: We began 20 years ago, and at that time, there were very few retirement options for horses. That's why you ran them until they could almost fall down. Today, there's over 300 nonprofit retirement areas for thoroughbreds. And every time we buy a horse, we guarantee, and all our owners agree, that we will place the horse in a safe, second home, whether they develop a career or they're just enjoying retirement. But that is a responsibility that its owners, we owe to these athletes.
6: It was something that um, I was always passionate about from the word go. When I was old enough and big enough to ride a thoroughbred off the track, it was something I was passionate about. So the Retir- Third Red Retirement Foundation, they provide that safe haven for the horses that can't go on to those second careers. And I think it's so invaluable because these horses still have a purpose. They still can have a job and helping the incarcerated individuals um, as they you know navigate the world after. Um, prison life, they're helping them get that foundation, learn to be humans again, and also learn a trade in the same respect because of these horses. So I, I think it's just such a paramount um, foundation, a
7: paramount issue that we as an industry can wholeheartedly support. I have been with walk correctional facility for five years now and I did two and a half years volunteer work prior to working with the department of corrections. So the department of corrections and the Thoroughbred Retirement Foundation has had a connection for the last 40 years. In those 40 years, we have not only saved plenty of thoroughbred racehorses, but we've also saved incarcerated individuals over the last 40 years. Right now, I currently have 36 retired racehorses at the Hill Correctional Facility, along with eight incarcerated individuals who work side-by-side with those Thoroughbred Retirement Foundation horses every single day. In and amongst that, We learn about the Groom Elite program, which we teach throughout all of our programs in the Thoroughbred Retirement Foundation. We are also expanding our program with the Department of Corrections, where we have brought the program to Wyoming Correctional Facility at Attica, and we are also working to get it at Washington Correctional Facility right here in our backyard in Saratoga, about 40 minutes from here. The Department of Corrections and the Thoroughbred Retirement Foundation are working together to not only save horses, but save lives as well.
9: to understand that this organization has been active since 1983 so i have a proclamation tonight from the house of representatives recognizing the 40 years of service that we have had for our great horses and uh, they're the oldest serving organization probably the first such organization and the oldest to care for our equine athletes, who are the recipients of some great TLC. So, this proclamation chronicles all of the growth of this program, the very beginning of it in 1983, the fact that they're working through the services of 15 different farms, ranging from sanctuary farms, to second chance farms, to foster farms, extending throughout eight states with the capital region priding itself on housing the headquarters of TRF in Saratoga Saratoga Springs, New York. So this is a powerful moment of celebration. It's raising a lot of money and attention and awareness, but it's also a great way to recognize 40 years of legacy of caring for our great thoroughbred friends. The the
8: TRF was the original retirement program here uh, here in New York and across the country. And they've done such a fantastic job to be able to transition these horses from the racetrack to purposeful second careers, especially with their Second Chances program. At all the uh, at all the uh, the prisons and the and the incarcerated uh, people that are trying to transition themselves back into the general population, and we've done several seminars with some of the uh, some of the incarcerated people up at Wallkill, and the love and passion that they have for these horses is just incredible. Just to see that they have that spark in their eye and that they know that then once they get released back in the general population they have a new skill and a new love and a new feeling for kind of transitioning themselves just like we're transitioning these horses off the racetrack it's really a fantastic program Hello. One of our founding sponsors at the In The Money Media Network is the Thoroughbred Retirement Foundation and I love working with them. I really believe
2: in
1: the mission, helping horses, helping humans through the Second Chances
9: Program and they're responsible for one of the events of the season, the TRF Barbecue at the Bar.
1: Welcome back. Yeah, great event uh, last night at the uh, Saratoga Winery just outside of town. As I say, mark it on your calendar for next year if you didn't get a chance to go. Uh, obviously benefiting a great cause, Urban Retirement Foundation, but it's always a, a, a fun night. So uh, as I say, keep that in mind for next year. Um, Sunday, it was the King's Plate. Again, for many years, we uh, made it the trek up there for the Queen's Plate, but that was when we were – you know, early summer uh, up at Woodbine. Now, uh, with the pandemic, things shifted to uh, August for Queensplate Queen's Plate, and now King's Plate. So, obviously, with the overlap uh, on Saratoga, we can't make it up. Although we do uh, hope to make it up in a few weeks for a Woodbine Mile. But did want to, uh, you know, not let the the week get away without recapping King's Plate up there at Woodbine. We'll watch the stretch run here. I. Win in the plate trial, Paramount Prince goes off at eight to one, the favorite, and I suppose not surprising, Kaleck, uh with a 17-horse field. The favorite was four to one, but it was Chad Brown and uh, Clark, uh, Lupenta and company, and being a Chad Brown runner, that one took some action, but had trouble to start, never in it. Uh, Kalick is the favorite, winds up 13. But Mark Cassie runs one two. Paramount Prince gets it done as I say at eight to one at nine to two. Elysian Field uh, runs second. Uh, another Cassie runner. This one coming out of a wind in the Woodbine Oaks. So the Philly runs second to complete the uh, Mark Cassie exacta. Eighteen dollars for the winner. The exacta for a buck paid forty six for the Cassie Cassie uh, double. Stanley House runs third. Stanley House notable because Javier Castellano on the move up to uh, Woodbine, gets them out on the third-place finisher in the Kings Plate. Uh, uh, He won at least one undercard. There was a nice undercard uh, as well there. But Kings Plate on Sunday, Paramount Prince, as I say, a little bit surprising coming out of that. I thought the horse was very live coming out of the win in the uh, plate trial and then moves on to the plate itself and uh, gets it done. I haven't seen what the game plan will be as far as, you know, the Canadian Triple Crown second leg goes out to the dirt at fort erie and then they come back turf uh their triple crown is kind of unique i like it uh three different surfaces with uh synthetic and then um turf at woodbine bookending the dirt race at fort erie and i haven't heard whether you know they planned to, to take their shot uh at that triple going over to fort erie um for that and i'm just looking so far in six career starts, including that last Sunday, only been on the synthetic for a Paramount Prince. Also notable, as I say, a little surprised at that price. Paramount Prince last time in the Plate Trial, it was the first time around two turns, and you could make the the case that the horse was just kind of waiting for that because that Plate Trial looks like the the best race of the career. And now it's put two nice two-turn races together, so we'll see what's coming up next for uh, the Cassie Trainee. Now the uh, Plate uh, King's Plate winner. They drew last night, uh, simultaneous. I didn't get a chance to uh, go to the draw uh, last night because, again, I was at the TRF barbecue. But they did draw the Travers last night. Installed as the seven to five favorite, getting the one post position, Forte number two post position, and five to two on the morning line. Archangelo, uh, third spot. It's Tapit. Trice at twelve to one. Number four, Mage at four to one. Five, National Treasure. Coming in for uh, Bob Baffert. Blinkers go off at 8-1. The number six is Disarm for uh, Steve Asmussen at 8-1. And Scotland at 12-1. The Bill Mott runner coming in off the win in the Curlin a little bit earlier. Gets the outside number seven post position. I said it earlier. uh, Intriguing uh, lineup here with the three Triple Crown winners and the two-year-old champion last year, Forte. Forte. Will this put some definition on the three-year-old scene? We'll see. Or will we throw in uh, another, another hat into the ring, as it were, as the three-year-olds try to sort themselves out? We still have the Pennsylvania Derby to come up, and then they're going to be stepping in against older. Maybe, maybe we'll be waiting for that to happen to uh, kind of make decisions about the three-year-old crown this year. But we'll see. The Travers has the opportunity. to to sort things out a little bit. All right, I'm going to wrap it up. Before I do, let me uh, hit you with the promos coming up at Capital OTB. Don't forget today at the Clubhouse Racebook, Players Bankroll. Go down, put your name in the hat. The uh, uh, team will get selected, and you get some dough. You make the plays during the afternoon. The players uh, control the bankroll. That happens this afternoon, Clubhouse Racebook, 7-Eleven Central Avenue in Albany. Tomorrow it's Prize Wheel Day. Put your name in the hat, and you'll get a chance to potentially spin the prize wheel to have a little extra fun tomorrow, Thursday. Friday, it's the trifecta challenge at the race book. Friday, also, the bounty bet returns. Um, somebody hit it last week, so we reset $500 in the pool for this Friday. Play the late pick five at Saratoga with your capital O TV bet account. Don't forget, Friday's also barbecue at the clubhouse. Uh, been successful over the past few weeks. Burger, hot dog. Uh, beans, coleslaw, $10 from 1 until 5 down at the Clubhouse Racebook on Fridays. Traverse Day, Saturday. There's the Fan Appreciation fan appreciation Day at the Gallup Inn. If you're a patron there, stop by so we can say thank you to you. Saturday, $100 Play the Board contest at the uh, Racebook. And Sunday, a double promo day with the Match Bet and exact award Board. Coming up, Clubhouse Racebook, 711 Central Avenue in Albany. All right, Seth Merrill on a Wednesday, kicking off week number seven, Travers Week up here at Saratoga. Again, beautiful day. If you want to come up, I, I listed the, the promos down at the race book. You can have fun down there. But if you'd like to come up to the uh, track, you're going to be in for a gorgeous, gorgeous Wednesday afternoon and some nice racing as well. So keep all of that in mind as we wrap it up. As far as here on the network for the morning programming, back in tomorrow at 9 a.m. for the Handicapper Support, 10 a.m. for Racing Across America. We'll see you then. Capital OTB is now streaming live on Roku. The RTN Racing Channel on Roku lets you watch OTB TV live through your Roku device or your Amazon Fire Stick, rather than being limited to computers and mobile devices. Which means you can now watch OTB live wherever you are. Simply open Roku, scroll to find the RTN Channel, then click on OTB TV. OTB TV on Roku. Try it now.
0: The Clubhouse Racebook is the Capital Region's new home for racing and sports. 25,000 square feet of Vegas-style action with live wagering on the best horse racing from around the world. 260 flat-screen televisions and state-of-the-art wagering terminals. So don't miss out. The fun is only minutes away at 711 Central Avenue, Albany, just off exit 5 of I-90. And don't forget, if you can't make it to the Clubhouse, you can always wager online 24-7 at CapitalOTV.com.
8: Come on.
0: I want sales reports on my desk by Monday. Whoops. My bad. Love racing? RTN brings you every live simulcast on your home television, plus live video streaming and race replays on your PC and mobile devices. To order, visit rtn.tv. RTN, a breed apart. You've been watching Racing Across America. Racing Across America has been brought to you by Pinnell's Restaurant, a Saratoga tradition since 1922. 284 Jefferson Street, Saratoga, just minutes from the track. And the Clubhouse Racebook, 711 Central Avenue, Albany. When you can't make it to the track, make it to the Clubhouse Racebook.